The DWA podcast is recorded live to SD card at the old Wrigley building in Santa Cruz, California. Where am I? And where are you? Can you imagine I, like his head I being inside his little no. head? Egocidal vehiculum. There's no doubt Corvettes are fast. But what about the people that putting their fingers over the license? Keichi Tsuchiya. <laughs> Those cars have such a cute little face. You know, it's like a little, like a little salamander or something. You know, I'm riding dirty right now. Fight those traffic tickets with off the record. Snap a photo of your ticket. Answer a few questions and get matched to an experienced lawyer. That's it. No mailing in your ticket, no showing up in court. Let the pros handle it and keep those points off your record. Use code AWESOME to get 10% off. That's offtherecord.com. Fight those tickets. Welcome to Driving While Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Lane. And I'm Art. Here we are. We made it. We're we back. Did it. This is happening. It's happening and it's happening. Um, Feels like it's been a while. Does feel that way for some reason, even though it has not yeah. been a while, dude. Yeah, I just—it's um, been a while. That song. Right now, you know, I had to run a, run away for a second and come back, and I saw my lip balm on the counter there, and it was—you know—it was one of those things, Warren. Oh. I didn't need it, but I just went for it, and uh, I, I just—it rem- reminded me that at one point in the, in in history, and on this podcast, maybe three hundred episodes ago, you quit. I said that I quit and I was done with, with Chapstick, you know, after being an addict for so many years and it was a big serious conversation. And so what uh, happened? And Warren Warren, I remember he mentioned how he, he noted that I was so good with Chapstick that I could put it on, I could remove the cap, twist it out, yep. put light bulb on and put it back on with one hand. <laughs> yep. uh, it, it had gone to that point. Um and um uh, I don't know. I think I'm. I'm now. Uh, you probably just got chapped lips when you went, traveled at some point. No, I think like he was that. probably at a party and he saw other people doing it, and then he's like, it, "And well, oh, I was only good. a social chapstick user at that point, you know." And so, and then <laughs> yeah, what you happened? Didn't need it. Now I'm. I'm kind of like the. Um, what do you just call when it? you're drunk? What do they call it? Like a high functioning addict or whatever, you know, where it's like you do heroin a little bit once in a while, and you still you're you're a lawyer of some uh, sort. And, yeah, <laughs> and you have to have that conversation with everyone. Um, totally. So that's where I'm at now. See, so yeah, I'm, I'm a chapstick. You know, it's just it's, I use it when when needed, um, and sometimes not. Sometimes it's just it, it's comforting, you know. Especially this one. Oh yeah. Because I'm more addicted to the mintiness. I think this is the this is the green one mm-hmm. lane. You know what I'm talking about. The green oh, chapstick? Does, yeah. Does, does Lane know what you're oh, talking Lane's, about? Lane's, here he Because Lane is, he's never quit. He's been, he went he's deeper a, uh, than, than ever, I think. <laughs> I went deeper, dude. Yeah, well, we when, also, when Warren said quit, I said, double down, motherfucker. Well, I think what also happens, we we totally enabled him and gave him a lifetime supply of Haggerty fucking lip balm. You this didn't give it to me. Haggerty did. No, we he's, allowed you to sponsored. have it. You didn't really allow me. To have it, <laughs> Go with the story, Lane. Go with the story. Warren, it was actually um, it was under lock and key in my garage, and like he was like clawing at it. Um, yeah, and we were like, All right, uh, fine. it's Haggerty's fault, dude. It was at Sonoma, twenty eighteen, in the freezing cold. He remembers, and the they're day. like, "Hey, we don't, we can't take all this stuff with with us. Do you want it?" And I'm like, "Sure, I'll take it all." Oh, what is it, guys? Oh, chapstick. I guess I'll take it. <laughs> chapstick I don't know. and sun t- uh, sunscreen. Yeah. Enablers, so dude. I think this goes back to uh, the the myth that oil uh, will help keep rubber lasting long. Some people mm-hmm. think that like, oh, well, it's getting oil on it, so it's going to keep it nice and supple. Yeah. And chapstick, number one ingredient is petroleum jelly, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so you're basically just drying out your lips until that next hit, and you soak it in, and you dry it out again. You soak it in, dry it out. 
I haven't had well, chapstick and you're just keeping it years. soaked, basically. Yep. Yeah. I know. My, my lips but eventually are like, the hoses the hoses crack. Oh yeah, I thought I was yeah. picturing a CV boot. I'm like, my lips are like a CV boot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever works for you. Um, yeah, yeah. but I, you know, it's good. It's good, Warren. It's good. I'm telling you, because uh, you know, I, yeah. I I don't even remember the last time I bought one. You know, so it's it's. I just had a little. I just had that. <laughs> yeah, because you've been right stealing now. them. That's, <laughs> every yeah. time you go to the gas station, you steal one. Yeah, well, it's. I think the. You don't have to out me like that. Come on, man. No, just That's kidding. pretty funny, though. I can't. I can't remember the last time I bought one. I've just been stealing them every time. I never paid. Big chap. Uh, big chapstick has me, dude. I I order them. I order ten packs online. Hell yeah, bro! Oh, wow. What, oh what's your favorite God. flavor, Lane? I go for uh, medicated these days. Ooh, <laughs> wow. yeah, you do <laughs> extra that's, strength. That's the uh, <laughs> that's the blue package, light blue pack or light blue. Yeah, rapper, light right? blue, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right, right here, this boy. Oh, there you go. <laughs> the right. Menthol, the menthol of chapstick <laughs> yeah. cigarettes. He's all in, dude. They're like the <laughs> heavy newborns. Uh, heavy. I mean, yeah, we I live mean. in the same climate, you know, similar. I don't know area. Wait, as I each other? Yes, we do. I don't need chapstick. Well, I did. Or did I say I need it? Yes. Yeah. Well, do you? I don't do you need, need it? it. I'm addicted to it. <laughs> so you're just, you want it, Warren? You've I also want, never worn yeah. a scarf, okay? And uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's an addiction. Scarves are great. I don't want to be a part of. <laughs> Scarves, Scarves are, great. are not great. If you live in like, yeah. In uh, Denver or something, scarves are good. You also don't wear driving gloves. That's that's very true. Thank you, Lane. You're welcome. I've never owned a (laughs) car with a wooden steering wheel to necessitate uh, driving gloves. Or a thin or a thin old steering wheel, right? You want um, that because that also adds girth, you know, because you have glove between you and that surface. Oh yeah, (laughs) we'll get into steering wheel girth. (laughs) No glove, no. Oh yeah, we'll talk about that. There's a little foreshadowing. Um, all right. Should we do a little questions here, huh? huh? A little question. Mm-hmm. Only the smaller ones. Some small questions. I got to get to it real quick here. Um, all right. So we have asked questions on Instagram. Um, chime in if you've never written before. It's always good, you know, longtime listener, first time caller kind of thing. We appreciate it. Unable to sort the questions today. Instagram's Sick. just not feeling it. Me either. What, <laughs> is the, what is the deal? Instagram's like, you know what? Today we're not gonna we're not gonna allow that feature. Hey, turn that toggle switch off in the Instagram yeah. headquarters. Like, nah, don't do it. All right, uh, I'll start at the bottom. Bobby Reed says, "What is the ultimate gas station three course meal combination, and what is the best oh. beverage pairing?" My go-to was. Oh boy, Oberto smokeroni smoked sausage <laughs> sticks with. Oh. Or I should say, uh, with a side of corn nuts and plain M and M's, washed down with blue Gatorade. Holy, Holy crap! Wow, how old hell. is Bobby Reed, dude? He's thirteen. Dude, um, <laughs> that, that, the only way that could be more American is if you wash it down with like a blueberry um, monster. Uh, what is it called? You know, Monster Energy or something like that. <laughs> I mean, Gatorade's pretty on brand. That is an American drink. Mountain Dew. Sure. How about a Mountain um, Dew? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's gnarly. Um, I like where he's at with beef products, you know, uh, mm. uh, that's a good protein, uh, main of mm. course. And then, uh, mm-hmm. paired with a nice, um, artisanal corn nut. He doesn't specify the flavor of corn nut. Oh yeah. Or cool ranch or what? Barbecue is pretty dang good. No barbecue. I like, I think cool ranch, but I, I mean, really corn nuts, 
I haven't bought cornets since like 1994. Because you've been stealing them since then. That's why. Exactly, dude. It's so good though. 94 cornets were pretty a top. It was oh, fun- they were Funyuns legit. Or, Funyuns or cornets, you're really up there. Yeah. I know huh. there's a Funyun guy, but okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, all right. So what are you guys getting? Three course meal. I mean beef jerky, obvious. That yeah. like we can all knock that one off. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and trail mix would would is kind of like what he's got going on there with the nuts and the M and M's. I, I usually get the the trail mix that does have chocolate in it, whether it be little kisses, huh, Warren, or um, or the M and M's. I don't know why Warren gets the kisses. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Sure, kisses. Yeah, I'm just feeling kissy with Warren today. Uh, to wash it down is always a coffee for me. At a gas station equals coffee and and a side of water. You know, you gotta hydrate at some point. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. All right, um, I'm gonna go beef jerky. Uh, I like wasabi almonds. Oh, I know. What you're uh, oh yeah, those diamond, are good. The they're, diamond ones. They're, yeah, diamond. They're way too flavored, but you know, you get take what those you can get. Good. Intense. And then as far as as far as a candy goes, God, I'm not I'm not a big candy guy. I'm gonna go s- just a standard Snickers, and or a Cliff Bar. I usually would go Cliff Bar, and then um, a double shot Starbucks small can with yeah. a side of water. And that's yeah. mainly just for a uh, bathroom necessity uh, reasons. Uh, less, less liquid. <laughs> less liquid. Oh, the better. I like that. That's a good combo. Um, I'm pretty. I'm kind of there. I'm. I'm the uh, espresso. Same thing. The double shot. Um, sometimes I'll do the big one with the that has like energy stuff yeah me in too it. me too you know that one it's like a double shot i don't know what it's called for sure vanilla bullshit uh, yeah. yeah or chocolate or whatever it is and then obviously any kind of jerky um usually try to go to artisanal if i can yeah something but, uh, regional you don't always have dry. that opportunity yeah yeah um and then if we're talking three things um yeah something sweet do you like um I don't know. Maybe some almond M and M's. It's a good choice if you can find them. Mm. Not a not a standard issue though, right? They're, they're around, dude. They're they're around. They travel. Uh Chaycor has a, a backup question here related. I don't know if he saw this and asked based on that, but he says, What's the ideal drink size to distance ratio on a road trip? Too much and you gotta pee every twenty minutes. Too little, and you get sweaty mouth. <laughs> sweaty mouth. Oh, sweaty I love mouth. I love sweaty mouth. Is a funny uh, way to put it. We get we, uh, we say dry mouth or cotton mouth over here. I think right. Is that the yeah. equivalent you think? Co- cotton mouth. Sure. I mean, cotton mouth's after you smoke some. some yeah, weed cotton and mouth it's is really hot, and well, you ate chips too. And what, you're like, what did I cotton just do? mouth kings though? What are they? Yeah, smoking? telephone rings. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, it, I think less fluids the better, so that's why I go with the small can double shot. Oh, hmm. uh, I'm down, dude. If it's a nice warm day and I don't have AC, I'll drink. I'll drink. And I'm good. I don't need to go sweating it out. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Okay. Well, you're in your modern car road trip with the family. I just I don't really think about that. I don't think I think about it. Yeah. You just. Do what you got to do, and then you're like, I got to pee, and you pull over and pee. Yeah, yeah. Live life. You're living life, Lane. I'm living la vida loca. 
one drink at a time. Well, there's also yeah. another factor here for us. We have kids, right? So they're, they're gonna tie. They're gonna hold us back, you know. So they're, they're well, and we have wives, and they're gonna stop. They're, they're gonna, gonna need to go to the bathroom way before way we do. Yeah, regardless of how much yeah. fluid we drink, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I'm definitely going going to the bathroom like every other time that they do, no yeah. matter what. Oh, so. yeah. My favorite is, uh, I don't have to go. All right, let's go. Let's oh, get back gosh. in the car. <laughs> the minute you get down the highway, I got to go to the bathroom. It's, do we I live the gotta... same life, Warren? Do we live the same life? No, no chapstick over here, <laughs> it's bro. The biggest, uh, it's right. the biggest cliche, but it's totally true, right? It's insane. Yeah. I basically have to force my son to use the bathroom. Force me. Uh, meditation base weight says... As morning motors popularity increases, are there plans to expand? <laughs> no. Well, I think that's a good opportunity to s- discuss morning motors, which happened just a few days ago. Um, ye- expand. I don't know. What does expanding mean? I guess maybe doing it like every other week or something. Or uh, or does that mean know. like cars and coffee and license it out and have them all over the country? <laughs> like that's another <laughs> way of expanding. <laughs> right, right. Um, or even yeah. over the hill, right? Like let's say you have them in different areas or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, yep. that's we've, we've talked about doing that kind of stuff for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, no big plans there. It's working right now as far as like our schedules go and having the access to this parking lot and things like that. Um, but yeah, so we had morning motors on Sunday and uh, we pop like I think we advertise it more than most shows. Would you say, Lane? Yeah, we put it out like four weeks in advance, which is and unheard kept, of. Kind and of. kind of kept pumping it as we got. Yeah, we did four posts or something. Up there and people shared it and stuff like that. And then uh, the weather has been really, really good. Uh, the long-term forecast here is like basically the yeah. same for uh, two weeks. So uh, perfect weather. And then I think people are just kind of like a little pent-up demand. Our uh-huh. first uh, show of the year. Um so yeah, it was huge. Um, and I wanted to give a, a quick shout out to Dante, uh, Daunt320 on Instagram. Uh, give him a follow or a look for his uh, photographic content. Um, but he stepped in, Lane was sick, and um, Dante stepped up and kind of played the role of Lane. And uh, he did it much better, I want to uh-huh. say. He was, was so just good. Like, sure. He's better looking, he's taller. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, right yeah, off the definitely. bat. Um, yeah. So anyways, uh, shout out to Dante. Thank you. And, uh, um, anyways, There's way more tattoos than me. Way more That's tattoos. true. Yeah. Tattoo ratio is, he has yeah. more facial tattoos. Is facial he a chapstick tattoos. guy though? Like, I don't know. I kind of want, I mean, mm, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I can jive as well with him if he's not a chapstick guy, you know, we have, I know he doesn't have facial tattoos. He has facial piercings. Sorry. Oh, All okay. Right. Okay. I was gonna it's say, how did I miss that? Yeah, dude. So no, yeah, I, I that was definitely a thing I wanted to bring up as well. So um, not only that, like he was helpful with signage and everything else, but he took care of all the trash at the end because we needed to leave a little earlier. So that was super, super <laughs> helpful. So big, big Jeez, shout out. To you guys Dante. put you basically. He was exactly me. He was exactly yeah. Lane. That's Warren wasn't <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You've uh, taught him well. Yeah, Obi Wan. Yeah. So uh, I did want to mention going back to the size thing, like. I, I mean, I think we've talked about it a little bit before, but we like that it's confined in that area and it's limited to that. Like, that's kind of what we want it to be, yeah. you know? And, and, you know, with street parking and everything, it ex- it extends out onto the streets there and, like, that's sufficient. Like, it's not like seeking out another venue for this is something we're interested in doing. Like, we do it there because it's where we have our studio and it's convenient and all that. And it's a cool, cool scene there, cool, cool uh, space. Um, 
I don't know if you guys agree still, but I think that that's kind of what we intend on doing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was actually talking to Marvin about it. Um, and he's in real estate here in Santa Cruz and, uh, you know, he's in the know and he's like, man, it's so, it's so crowded. And by the way, the show is by far the most people that have attended. I don't know about cars. We've had really busy parking lots before, but a lot of, uh, spectators. And, uh, he said, would you think about moving it somewhere else? And I'm like, but where? Like we don't where? have, what's we don't bigger have, than that? We don't have a lot of big parking lots in Santa Cruz. Real estate's at a premium and the parking lots that might be bigger will have tweakers or you know a lot of random cars parked in them um and won't be as like our own thing so at least that's in santa cruz you know you can go rural uh areas and maybe find something but not really i can i couldn't think of anywhere neither neither could he yeah yeah you would have to go over the uh, into like campbell or or san jose or something there's like areas but outside of that like if keeping it in santa cruz it does yeah there's it's it's great the size it is as it is and it's manageable and also you know it's and people have to drive there which is good like people from over the hill and stuff which is yeah you know keeps it a little bit more intimate or smaller and um it's also like really close to the ocean which is rad it's like close to tons of breweries and wineries and places to eat it's like I don't know. I think it's a, and it's right off the highway. It's easy to get to. Yeah. And that's the, the driving part too is, is also considered kind of, um, you know, from all of the different conversations you see like online and from groups that we know, like it becomes a a part of the whole experience of the day, right? Is like picking fun roads and, and ending at morning motors is as the destination is like a thing. So yeah, it has a ton of, there's a ton of reasoning behind why we want to stick around there for sure. Um, and yeah, Warren, uh, definitely super packed show as you said um a lot of a lot of people and as usual the variety was epic um and you know cars seem to kind of continue to um come ver- until like basically until like eleven thirty or something i wasn't even that's there. what i heard i heard and, it was like usually cars don't come after nine thirty. you know it's yeah, kind of full like, yeah 10, 10 is like probably the latest you see a few stragglers come through but like um, yeah, it was interesting to see that. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, uh, both Warren and I see- missed <laughs> that part of it. Like, but uh, the F40 showed up super late and like, there was a bunch of other Ferraris that showed up later. And uh, so that not- the F40, uh, there was a guy there that I hadn't seen before. Nice guy. And he brought a 56 Chevy post, um, really nice car. And it's original 40,000 miles, original paint, unrestored car. And he was parked in like that first kind of where you park lane, but a little down about halfway. Yeah. And um, he had, there was two cones set up next to him, two spots saved. And I walked up to him and we had talked earlier in the day, but I said, Hey, are these your cones? He's like, yeah, I'm saving spots for friends. I'm like, ah, well, you know, it's like really busy and that's not really how we do it. It's kind of first come first serve. And he's like, okay, well, it's my buddy. He's supposed to be here. He's bringing an F40. And I'm like, keep the cone. You know what? <laughs> that cone's good. <laughs> You're going to want to leave that cone right there. That's <laughs> funny, dude. But he also said uh, a 458 is coming with him. And I was like, yeah. eh, I, you know, that one you could just kick to the curb. But uh, the F40, you're going to want to leave right there. So that's why those spots were saved. And he was he was totally fine with that. But uh, I was kind of going over to tell him to beat it with the cones. But um, F40 cones, those are good. Uh, McLaren F1, yep, you can bring a cone. Um, but uh, it was packed, dude. There was cars in every nook and cranny um and some were like double parked and it got a little wild and then um uh michael leeds came with his one of his blastoline cars which oh yeah he's 
famous for Jay Leno's tank car you may have yep. seen, and he's got Big Bertha, which is another wild roadster. This thing—they're all like, like built off of like semi trucks and stuff. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. The the Buses. Big Bertha is built on a, a hook and ladder fire truck chassis uh, with a PT boat engine. This yeah. one happens to be, I think, a custom chassis, but I believe it was like a World War II uh, fighter uh, plane yeah. engine. Yep. Um, it, amazing craftsmanship and all the stuff he does. He's he has a, a bunch of cool stuff. You should look it up, Blastoline, or check out um, Randy Grubb on uh, on YouTube. He's built a bunch of stuff, and I think Jay Leno owns a few of those cars. Um, so they do some amazing things. And anyways, he parked in the main entrance. Like if you're going to leave the show from the main first entrance, he just parked his car like in the well, exit right there. I, well, I put him there because I already had closed that side. Cause like I, I, oh, okay. yeah, basically at that point we, st- I was having to turn people away cause there was, a, there were a lot of people in that area. And so I had a similar F40 experience, oh, right? Good. Cause he pulls yeah. up and I'm like, shit, I literally had just closed this entrance and I'm like, you know what? Just put, put it right here. And he, he, and he was great. He backed it in and everything. Like he, he turned it right around. I thought he was going to be like, it was a, because it's nice. a very big ass car. It's long, you know? So, uh, but I guess there's no visibility issues, right? You're totally exposed. So you just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like sitting on top of it. I actually, um, I've met him and talked to him a bunch of times, but I wrote a story, like one of my first automotive journalist uh endeavors was about his big bertha car and uh i went to his house and he's got the most the wildest like just artist brain house you can imagine downtown santa cruz and there's lofts and it was just it's crazy i mean you can obviously picture it with based on the cars he's created and he's got a really cool um warehouse shop uh downtown santa cruz as well that he he builds all this stuff in and it's all just like the most insane stuff so anyways that that was there, and then um, there was so much stuff to choose from. I mean, it's hard to even begin. Art, do you have any, like, real standouts that was like, whoa, check that out? Like, whoa, check that out? Um, <clears throat> yeah, there, I mean, there and was, I was like, so whoa. <laughs> there was so much, man. It's just, it's, it's really hard to choose because there was, there was a ton of variety, a lot of really interesting things, and um, there's just some stuff stands out to you for different reasons, right? Like I was really interested in that M2CS, you know, the, that was there, the, the blue one. And, and I was, you know, talking to the owner for a while about it. And, you know, it's such an awesome car. It's such a great car, especially like for the type of stuff that we do. It's, you know, it's, it's a fun, well-balanced front engine, rear wheel drive, manual transmission, you know, very fast little coupe, you know, and it's, and it's still relatively small, even though it looks chunky because of the, the, you know, it is kind of, it does have like that, high cowl and shit you know and and it has to have a you know a certain height because of the whole you know the pedestrian safety bullshit but um i i was really into that car and like um and i started looking into prices and i'm like oh my god dude like they're going for 130 grand used and and that that car had like a sticker of like high 80s and it's just absurd the market is just crazy man um i know but uh and is it that much better than an m2 for 50 grand so you have a people say it is a lot more power like a ton of other suspension upgrades and you know there's a lot of it's already yeah it's like yeah i don't know i mean i actually was like i was looking at the m2 comps which you know there's an m2 there's m2 competition and then there's the m2 cs and m2 competition you get a little bit closer, uh, and those you the can comp still- was just a year thing. They were all comps. Oh, they were all comps. Know, like so, yeah. So the early ones had the um, they had whatever the I don't know, dude. They they had like the early engine when they first came out, and then the second gen were all called comps, and those are actually based on an N M engine. 
rather than a gotcha. non-M engine, which the early ones were. But they didn't make a non-comp, basically. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was like they were just – it went normal. They made those for two years or whatever. Then it was all comps. And then and then the know. CS. And the CS, yeah, it has yeah. the – it's got the M3, M4 engine in it. So it's a very, very powerful. It's absurdly fast and everything. But it has a, it's got carbon fiber bits and really cool hood. I really like the hood. Um, but just like fun to see like a, a badass little hot rod come out of BMW still, you know, and like it's, I know they're super limited edition and they're no longer made, but like, um, that was, you know, we keep, we keep having these last hoorah conversations and like, you know, you, you st- we're about to get the new M, uh, M245 and I was thinking about that car, um, you know, very soon here and that's all wheel drive and like it's all Oh, you mean only. we're getting it as in... As in we're borrowing it from BMW. Right? Yeah, we're getting one as a press car. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's a automatic only all-wheel drive. Same kind of, you know, size and everything and, and dimensions in, in terms of, you know, a coupe and all that. But it's, that might be it, dude. I think that that's going to be it. I, I don't see that happening anymore. And like, you know, I, I you know we're, there's talks of hybrid, hybridization and M3s and M4s, all-wheel drive in those cars. And like, you know, so... Um, those, I can see why there's so much, um, demand for them and they're so overpriced, but at the same time, it's tough. It's like shit. Like that's deep into, you're, you're into six figures for this little thing, it's you not, know, it's <laughs> not worth it. It's overrated <laughs> it's, for that. No. Yeah. Yeah. So the I, mean, I, I think like you could get, I mean, I, I understand only having one garage space and wanting a car to kind of do it all. And that's a good option. But I mean, imagine the three cars you could buy for that or, you know, it just, it's crazy. These days, you can buy a 1993 Honda Civic Si and uh, an old Lexus. <laughs> and that's and, it. <laughs> and, yeah. Or you can buy one Integra Type R. Or one Integra uh-huh. Type R, exactly. One NSX. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. yeah, but the M2 Comp, you can find now manuals and with lowish miles for high 50s, low 60s. And I think that's the bargain, right? That's the that's the buy because yeah. um, it's similar. I mean, obviously, the M2 CS takes it a, a few notches, takes it up a few notches. But... Um, yeah, I mean, just that that was it's I know it's a weird answer considering we have, you know, 356 speedsters and, you know, F40s in the mix and all that. That is a weird like, answer. But it's Yeah, just, and uh, that car's been there before, too. I haven't seen yeah. it. That's the first time I see it. Um the blue one? So, like Yeah, it was up front on the first row, right? Wasn't that the blue one or no? No, it was in the back. It was it was um No, no, the last show. Oh, no, that was a that was a white one. Oh, that was a was, white one. And huh? it was a comp. It was not a CS. It was the it was Oh, that, was it? It had the carbon roof, too. But it's oh. that color though, right? It's that um you know that the a lot of comps came in. It's it's like a metallic grayish blue pearl. It's like yeah. changes colors and shit. Um, it wasn't a CS, you sure? I'm pretty sure. I, I, because it was that color, and I don't know for some reason I, I, I also remember it having the black wheels, which are those comp wheels, you know, that have like the huh. kind of open BBS design. Um, yeah, yeah. There was uh some great Datsun five tens. Uh, oh, what's his name? I know. I, I didn't even get a chance to see um Jeff Wise's new Lotus Cortina. Yeah. I got to check it out. Um, it's really cool. It's it's a it's not a Lotus, but it's a yeah, it's a Cortina, and it's um, definitely prepped for racetrack use, um, roll cage, and the engine's been all cleaned and tucked and all that stuff. It's really cool though, and it's seems like a really honest place to start for him. And I know he's pretty he's really good about using his cars, so hopefully we'll see it out a bunch. But um, yeah, he's stoked. And there was a that obviously a really nice Lotus 
Cortina and the owner uh, there was talking to him about it. And also that, what is that, a Mark II Cortina, the green one? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, um. what's his name? Uh, Kiwi. Old, what's his name? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that's a cool car so they got to park next to each other at the end of the day um yeah jeff got there a little late couldn't even make it into the lot but um yeah and then uh there's a couple low riders a cool caddy like a 51 uh coupe and um some other stuff uh that guy with that ls swap turbocharged 58 impala yeah and he's the guy same guy that has the ls swapped 2002 right <laughs> it's so crazy yeah. Uh, and then they also showed up together with a uh, Volkswagen, kind of like a little rat rod Volkswagen kind of lowrider with patina red with um, fender spats on the on the rear. And dude, it's cool. Very very early was, convertible though, right? Like the, the probably fifties yeah. car. I think so. Uh, that was cool. Um, I mean, there's so much stuff. There's everything. Yeah. Every, there's everything you would want to yeah. see. There's yeah the Ur Quattro that was there the blue one um, that was kind of an interesting story so you know it, it, at some point these cars were not worth very much and uh, this guy uh, the previous owner apparently had three of them and one of them was a GT it wasn't a Quattro so he had two Ur Quattros and a GT or, and he basically um, put cobbled one together from those different cars and so this one had like some GT interior parts and like. All this shit, but it was basically a full-on restoration. Like it was stripped down to bare metal and then resprayed this like hot rod Sherwin Williams blue. Uh, Why did he do that color? It's just I don't know. Like that's what at some point you know these cars are not very valuable, and he just built whatever he wanted. You know, like he, and like right. that's the color he wanted, and I actually really like it. Yeah, so. <laughs> dude, they you could pick up you could pick up ratty ones for like four three grand. You know. Yeah, four exactly. Grand. So like it was just like a car that he liked, and he's like, I'm gonna build it. You know how I want it, and the interior was like this trippy like black almost like a velour <laughs> i don't know if you looked at if you oh, saw wow. it up close yeah and uh and it had the earlier dash and it was a total like hodgepodge you know but uh, but it was interesting in that you know you can see how someone created this back when it was okay to chop these up because no one cared you know and now like they're so valuable and like it's all about preserving and originality and all that shit right um but you said you like the color art yeah i really like that color yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a blue metallic guy. You know that. <laughs> yeah, it's just too modern for that car. It just it doesn't work for me. But hey, you know what? To each their own. Yeah, there. Um, I was there with a few people, and like everyone was just commenting on it. And so he was he was the color specifically and how cool it looked. At least you know there was a a whole conversation about that. So that's why we you know it, it was brought up. But he, I was surprised to see that or hear that it was Sherwin Williams. I thought Sherwin Williams only made house paint. Wait, sure, that's house paint. Dude. Yeah, I thought he so too. He straight up said, he said Sher- Sherwin <laughs> well, Williams. I mean, Weird. it could have been that like that was the color he got, like that he had a Sherwin Williams book and he brought it to the paint shop. So you know? Clapman commented that's on true. it and he said, that's a great blue. And he responded, he said, it's Sherwin Williams galaxy blue. Huh. huh. Yeah. yeah, I think you might be right though, Lane. He just had this the sample, and he's like, "Here, I want my car yeah. to be this color," and then they just mixed it up. Yeah, yeah, I, I had no idea that they actually made car color or car paint, but I'm I looked it up right now. Sherwin Williams Barrett Jackson Whoa. Galaxy Blue. Huh. Dude, well, sure. there you go. Yeah. Learn something every day. Yeah, so that that was a, a standout, interesting story, and kind of cool car. Um, there was I'm scrolling through my pictures right now. A lot of E30s, probably the most E30s we've ever had. 
Um, was the was the Datsun 240Z was that uh, Eric Campagna's that I saw? No, he drove in his he, oh. he brought it as GTV, the white one. Oh, cool. Yeah, I I, t- am, I have a picture of it that I'll be posting soon. But um, yeah, it's like completely stock, uh, white. Yeah. Um, GTV. I I can't remember. I think it was his aunt bought it brand new, and he's the second yep. owner. Uh, yeah. re- really, it looked really nice. I didn't see it. I mean, I, I, I he kind of rolled by, and I talked to him for a second. Oh, and then um, there was a uh, dude that freaking G body with the watts, man. That's such a good look. Oh yeah, yeah, that is yeah, that red one. Yeah, the, the dude uh, with yeah, RS one. Yeah, it's shows. Oh, you've yeah. seen it before. Yeah, that's so, a cool car. So that car, um, you know, I posted a, just a story of the rear quarter with like the, it's just a perfect stance with the right amount of tire. It's so good, and um. You know, Ofuks 911 DM me, and he's like, "Dude, those are my old wheels." <laughs> so, oh, yeah, no small world. Um, but yeah, there was yeah. a cool little trio there. It was like that. I don't know. If I think you're a- supposed to pronounce it Zero Fuchs 911. By the way, oh, is it Zero? Because that's the whole point. He doesn't have Fuchs on his 911. I, I think it's an O. But it is an O in the thing, right? It's like a lowercase. I o. know, but isn't it supposed to be zero? Because he doesn't yeah, rock. Why doesn't he use zero why instead of an O? Zero is a great question for him. Um, I doubt zero Fuchs 911 was taken. But just, yeah, I guess like 505, right? It still means yeah. zero. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was that really clean EM1. It's always there. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so lots of lots of good stuff. Very, very good stuff. And there, yeah, well, actually, you, you should probably tie it into that question about that tesla model 3 that was in there i saw that question yeah thank you art um yeah 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 uh pedal commute says i noticed a tesla model 3 taking up a spot at morning motors is this acceptable because maybe i should park our 2016 volvo xc90 at least we have an interesting and weird engine also what are your thoughts on a twilight motors well we actually call it evening engines oh yeah we need to do that uh TM, hashtag, whatever you want to say. Um, different lighting on the cars could be dope, as well as showcasing different headlights, pop-ups, whatever form of headlamps that Art finally decided to put on his E30. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I didn't see this Tesla uh, taking up a space. I did see a really rough... God, what was it? It was over by the Hot Wheels car. Pretty We've had a few Teslas at shows, by the way. Yeah, um, and... There's like, a group of guys, like... That show up in Teslas, like, wrapped and... Yeah, stuff. and we also, our lot has multiple Tesla chargers. So, I mean, yeah. we've had it where they show up really early to charge, and then we're not going to, like, kick them out because they are they can't leave, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So, but, yeah, it's not it's not uh, encouraged, but not uh, against the law. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, The exactly. worst thing would be Teslas blasting out of our lot late in the day full launch mode uh silently uh incredibly dangerous stuff like that so please don't do that i don't think we're talking to those people on this podcast but uh maybe i don't know yeah uh yeah i think it's like everything we don't want uh it's it's when we get a crew or or filling up a whole row of something like that where it becomes problematic right it's like hey if if that's your car and you show up early and you and and, (laughs) You know, it's it's interesting to some people, right? Like, uh, and like that's fine. But if it's 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 not something that um, you know, we're gonna go out of our way, as you said, to to, to be like, hey, dude, sorry, you have to street park. Unless if if there's three spots left and 
that's it and a tesla dude rolls up i'll turn him away right be like hey do you should park on the street or we will right like because we do want to reserve the spots for something more interesting but if it's if, if they make an effort to get there at 7 a.m or whatever and already there it's like whatever yeah it's how that's how car, cars and coffee rolls though it's all about you know what shows up and we can't control it nor do we really want to yep so, exactly got it just roll with it but yeah we definitely want to encourage uh the whole you know uh vq crew Oh, yeah. Maybe just two of you guys represent. Bring the two nicest VQs. That's a that good fair? call. Okay. Are um, we talking Infinities or Nissans or what are we talking? Uh, about? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, Vandalay Industries says, choose your fighter: Jack in the Box head or Unical seventy-six antenna ball. Uh, well, the 76 is more classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to go on your, uh, you know, Radwood or earlier car. Um, Post Radwood, though, I think you got to go Jack in the Box. Hmm. I, yeah, I, I agree with that. L- Lane looks so confused. Or I, I'm thinking, um, I'd put. Isn't there like a Wendy one you could get? I'm sure there's a bunch. Yeah, I think yeah. Wendy would probably. Win. Oh, I've Wendy, always thought right. of you as a Wendy guy. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Those freckles will kill you. And you don't say when, when it's Wendy because you're talking about the ball, but not Wendy's the restaurant. Yeah, well, it's her it's name Wendy's. is Wendy, it's, right? She is. She it's is Wendy's Wendy. head. I think there's a Wendy's head one. She is Wendy. Yeah. Yeah. She and it's is. her restaurant. Yes. That her well, dad. It's, it's her. It's her dad named it after her. Right. Okay. I was the only other thing I was going to mention about that is is also color is kind of a factor because like a neon orange ball like you know maybe that like it goes better with certain colors I don't know maybe something yeah <laughs> uh, totally but I agree with your your, your uh, take on it I think yeah Radwood or earlier for seventy six and then if it's modern um, you should go with the Jack in the Box they're both cool you know uh, he does have another question that he meant to write in and apparently didn't. Um, What's y'all's thoughts on the livery? Specifically talking about Volvo. All this downtime has me thinking oh. it's kind of run its course and maybe time to return to sleepy mode. It's still in decent shape, though, so could carry on with it for a while, I imagine. What do you guys think? Mm-hmm. So he's talking Good about question. his V90 uh, wagon, Volvo V90 wagon with an LS swap. It's got the Nordica livery. He's been on a bunch of our rallies, the first Radwood. Um. And it still looks good to me. Um, and he says it's such a good livery, dude. It's hard to like. It's the car, right now. <laughs> I know. Now, I yeah, I don't think it's. Uh, it's also not like crazy wild to where it's like, you know. But it's kind of like tired of it or anything. Definitely, oh, everyone that sees it is going to pay attention to it ten times more than if it was stock white. Yeah. So everywhere he goes, parks, pulls up. And not only is it loud, and that that's a dead giveaway, but um, then you see it looks kind of like this race car sort of thing. Even the uninitiated are going to go, "Whoa, what's that?" Yeah, and he could get away from that with the white. It's so, but he doesn't so daily perfect. drive it anyways. Yeah, so oh, it doesn't what's drive he it right from? now. Whoa. Oh, that's true. Boop, 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 he just he definitely doesn't it. rally in it. Well, you got to get some tires and wheels that can actually handle this beast. Dude, so um, I, I agree, and and it's a lot of it has to do with the fact that it is all, it is such a plain car, otherwise, right? And so you can get away with delivery like that, and it's not offensive or <laughs> in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I vote keep it. If it was in worse shape, I would say get rid of it. But it seems kind of a pity to 
take it off early. But I like the sleeper angle. I'm going to encourage him to go back to sleep. Dang. I'm keeping it. I, I Keep think it. He's, he's also getting new wheels soon, so I, maybe that's part of it is like changing up the whole look. I don't know. And to be honest, you could do a different... My, be honest, just, dude. Please wanna, be honest. You know what? I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Um, you can do a different livery slash striping effect that would be more subtle, yet still flare. Uh, still flare, but subtle. Hashtag subtle flare. Subtle flare. Hashtag. But I think um, isn't he trying to stick to Volvos only? Are there other Volvo liveries that are more subtle? I think they're all like pretty similar, right? Like that. Yeah, there's not a lot. I mean, you. And could is go there the, other uh, Volvo liveries that are as dope? Well, yeah, the the uh, touring car with the wagon, which the is Omicron uh, one. Is Omicron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Omicron. <laughs> Omicron. The livery's not as good though. Uh, you know, depends who you ask. Some people think it's yeah, the ultimate. It's not as good. Yeah, you know, depends who you ask. Some people <laughs> think it's the ultimate, but uh, yeah, I don't know. That's the only one that comes to my mind. I can't think of another. I mean, there's not a lot of Volvo race cars to start with. There's the Bastos. Didn't they do a Bastos car? I think yeah. there's the the tribute. That doesn't car comes look that. There, there, so that that uh, the there's that Volvo weird. 240 that comes to the shows. It came to Morning Motors. Yeah, as well. Morning yeah. Motors, and it has like a Bastos. But that's not as good looking. There's I don't a, think there's a Luna one that's pretty good, but it's it's similar though. Like the um if you look it up, you can you, you'll see what I mean. It's got like striping all throughout, sure but then the Luna's massive. So if you get rid of the Luna and just do that yellow and blue stripe, it looks pretty dope. I guess yeah, it's a Swedish What's, flag. What is Luna? Uh, Luna, Luna Tools and Machinery. Here I'll text it to you guys. Oh. Yeah, it looks pretty awesome actually. If you just gets rid of that whole thing and just keeps the striping on the bottom could be another take on this whole thing just to have like um, that's what I was saying. Subtle hashtag subtle flare. I thought I, like I just the, said I'm that. starting to like the subtle flare angle now that I see some right. alternatives. Uh, oh, I see the Luna. Yeah, you're right. The yeah, Luna is yeah, huge. That one's it takes, cool. takes up the whole door. But you know what? It's not as good as what he has. Yeah, oh, I don't think it is either. This is true. The yellow is, I don't know, for some reason the yellow and blue. Although it is Swedish, it just isn't yep. as clean. And that's less subtle. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well. We'll see what he says. We'll see what he says. See what he does. Um, see what he does, yeah. Uh, National Geographic Trivia says, would you rather own... What the heck is this question? Would you rather own and drive... I think that's what he meant to say. Would you rather own and drive a VIP LS430 with full junction produce catalog yeah. or a rat or a rat rod Model T with a 700 horsepower V8 that can wake the dead. Junction <laughs> Produce, dude. I'm fucking VIP I'm VIP in. I'm <laughs> yeah. all the way. I'm all the way. I have, I hate Model Ts. I do too. Especially <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a T bucket or something. T bucket's oh, my one of my worst uh. <laughs> worst cars possible. And then what do you do with it? Can't turn, can't stop. Um can't sit in it. Can't be yeah, com- yeah can't it's comfortable. Uncomfortable. Yeah, but if you've been in a nice uh Japanese taxi car with all the doilies and uh all that stuff and Art, so why? much produce you can eat i know you're right at Art, the you can turn your camera back on anytime you're ready um whose camera I'm sure yours my camera's off, off the entire time yeah now it's on oh weird um all right so vip ls430 that's it yep i'm, I'm on it. board with that um and i don't know where does this his instagram handle is so funny i don't see any national geographic trivia I like trivia. 
Uh, ben Roger says, what's the worst experience you've had when buying or selling a car? I don't even, I mean, hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, I've told my story a million times, but I have to, I've told my I story. sold a Datsun 240Z for, I think it was 1500, maybe 1800 bucks. And, um, I got a check and then, you know, cash, put the check in my bank, took the money out. And then three months later, I had 1800 bucks missing from my bank account. And I inquired and they said, it's because that was a dead person's check. <laughs> so why are you uh, scamming dead people, Lane, is the first exactly. question. Exactly. Yeah, that's it's pretty my good. fault. I've had, I've had a few rough ones and, uh, People trying to return cars that they uh, buy. Brian did it. <laughs> uh, Brian, I bet Brian has done that, but no. No, remember he did it in uh, Perump. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. Well, he, tra- he tried to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was on. The, I was the the meth head uh, on the meth head side of things. Jeez. When the guy tried to return it <laughs> after like a day and a half of driving, I'm like, I this is not a, a Amazon purchase. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, that is your car now. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know if you've ever like been involved in used cars, but. Uh, yeah, that is yours. So that's that's fun. Um, any come to mind for you, Art? Hmm. Yeah, scanning. I mean, just like it seems like more like annoyances. Nothing super terrible. Like, um, like one like there was once I bought a a, a Jetta GL, like an '89. It was a, a white one, like really really clean car. Uh, and the guy, you know, basically claimed that he had done all this all this work to it. Of course, no receipts, but fresh tune-up, all filters, all that stuff. And um, I picked it up in San Jose. I drove it home. I lived in San Francisco at the time. And right before I got to San Francisco, it started bucking like crazy, like like just like on and off and on and off on the freeway, like on 280. And I'm like, dude, it's insane. And I, I actually had to pull over. I turned the car off. Um, and um, this is on, on that, you know, where you have an elevated highway there. So the shoulder is super, super narrow. And um, I finally got it started again and I coasted off to the next exit. And like, you know, long story short, I had to get towed to the house. And um, the, the the fuel filter was so clogged that I, I, I when I took it off, I couldn't blow through it, you know, and supposedly it had all this new shit. And I remember like, you know, looking at you could look underneath and you could look at stuff in the engine bay and it's like, okay, that kind of looks like, you know, those look like newish wires and you know, all that. But like, it was complete bullshit. Like this guy just sold me a car that needed a ton of work and I ended up doing a full tune up after that. Right. So spending another 500 bucks on it. Um, just shit like that. Right. Um, I'm trying to think of a bad sale. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing, nothing really comes to mind. I helped my in-laws sell a 1940 Dodge sedan um, it's 40 something. I, I can't remember old. And it basically been sitting. It was grandpa's car. Grandpa had passed away or wasn't driving anymore. And the people who bought it proceeded to then drive it immediately, like a hundred miles <laughs> and, and like called us, I don't know, 50 miles into the journey and said, yeah, it's backfiring a lot. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, dude, <laughs> good yeah. luck with your night. It's your 70 year old car. <laughs> I don't know what to tell yeah. you. Like, it's so ridiculous. I love, I love Unreal like expectations, though. right? That's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And it was so cheap. I think I think we sold it for like forty five hundred bucks or something. It mm-hmm. wasn't like here's this perfect uh, restored thing. Yeah. It's like it was a nice little car, but um, I figured if you're buying a old car, you're gonna expect some stuff. Yeah, and most likely you would like 
and, and, you, and you own it too right like you literally literally <laughs> literally own the vehicle but then own that fucking experience right as so you bought a used car with yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's no strings attached like it's on you right like like I, I you know my a86 corolla that my gts which was quote unquote the nicest one i had because i had two of them and like that one when i bought it was like rad you know on paper and all the suspension components and it had an engine swap and like it was like all this cool shit but like three weeks later i discovered all this rust you know and like i didn't go back to the guy and be like hey like you didn't point out the rust it's like shit like that's all totally on me right um yeah and yeah that that totally sucked and it started creeping through the weirdest places like i mentioned on the cowl before and then i don't know if i told you guys about this part but the freaking um it was a slick top in quotation marks you know it even had the slick top headliner you know it had the, the oh, right headliner but there was bondo that started to crack on the roof and uh and very not, slick. not only very bondo slick. but also um you had like you know where you get the rusting like actually kind of poking through so like they had probably bondoed over old rust and didn't even you know right. fix it correctly so it was just a, yeah a total shit show i ended up selling it you know after that but it's it, it was <laughs> unfortunate because i think i and you advertised it you advertised the bondo right uh advertised the bondo yeah i actually i sold it very honestly and i said this is why i'm getting rid of it this is too much of a project for me and i kept my wheels and like you know did a, a bunch of i ended up working out a pretty decent deal and i got all my money back but it was like annoying um yeah i i yeah. I, I said i found it three weeks into that and then i kept it shit i don't know i i probably kept it like another five six months so i you know i still enjoyed it a little bit but um not enough to like invest any more money in it or, or want to do anything with the car right Hushy Pushy says, would you rather have a new Bronco or a new Wrangler? And then what would you do with it? Unlimited budget. Pick any trim level. Interesting. I keep hearing this, um, what is that, 395 Jeep is really good? That, I do too. Yeah, and I don't know. Apparently they fix the steering and a bunch of the issues that you know old Jeeps have. And Can you, can you get that in a two-door? I don't know. I like the two-door Wrangler. I really don't like a four-door, and I... I definitely don't like the Gladiator uh, truck. Mm -hmm. uh, it's too narrow and, and awkward looking for me. Um, but the Bronco is so dang good. Um, I think a two-door Bronco is where I would go with it. And I can't remember. Is it a uh, – what trim level is it? I can't – I really think oh Rick God, Deacon – Oh, there's so many But Rick Deacon was looking at one. It was like – you know, the Zion. Outside the, lands or something. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was something <laughs> like that. Bo bottle rock. Yeah, not, or, or bottle yeah. rock. Uh, Two-door two Bronco in a good color um, and tastefully, you know, lifted, not too much, good wheels, all that stuff. I don't know. You do the big wheels, the 36-inch tires? or Because isn't there the two options? For I the think there is. Too? I don't know. It depends. If I lived where it's I it's all those now. different trim levels. I forget. Yeah, I forget what they're. You know. Yeah. There's the Badlands version. Is one I know. I think it might be know. the Badlands. Yeah. So many. Yeah. yeah, the two door, um, in a good color is a rad looking rig. I mean, I, I definitely dig it more aesthetically. Um, you know, I I haven't actually really been reading or view or um or watching anything regarding re the reviews of that of that of the new setups you know like I don't even know like besides the early uh, press that came out for the Bronco that's why it's not really kind of standing out to me but I definitely think it looks better um it's, it's cooler I feel like the Jeep 
you go into Jeep world, right? Like it, they have a, yeah. a <laughs> there's a stereotype yeah. there and all that kind of shit. So, but I think although they do have so much support for yeah, those Jeeps, you can do you can do whatever you want, right? Like there's like exactly in the Bronco, you you're kind of starting off, you're starting off fresh, and there's not a ton of options yet. I mean, I know there's a lot coming, but that is one advantage. If you want to get crazy customizable, the Jeep is definitely the choice. And the Jeep um, is so like tested. I know. That's you know, true like too. there's something there with like like resale value too. You know, the Bronco might be one of those. Oh, that's a first year Bronco. Or, sure, oh, that's like that's you know good, that's the, that's a good point. Um, but yeah, I think that it, being said, for my for me driving to the coffee shop or bring my kids to school or maybe light off road somewhere, uh, definitely Bronco two door just based on aesthetic aesthetics. Yeah, mm. aesthetics for sure. I think if you were going to be doing like serious off-roading, long trips and stuff, the Jeep is probably the smarter choice. It's just yeah. more proven, like you said. Um, Parts you availability. Down, yeah, if you break down somewhere weird, there's going to be a, probably the ability to fix it um, somehow. But yeah, you're right. First year, new model Bronco kind of thing. I um, mean, it's already like the four doors I, with the I, tops and all that. Like the I know. Fit and... I don't know. And it's not yeah. the first year. It's been out for a little while now, right? Uh, or is it still still in the first year? Yeah. I don't know. I don't we know. might be 22. I don't know if they make. Yeah, I don't know. Because there's been so many production issues too, right? Like yeah. they're still holding back a lot of cars. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to picture like um, sort of like a Baja style kind of rally Jeep, you know, like in, in, in but using that 392 as a base, like having that fun drivetrain. You know the newer, better interior. I think the three ninety two is only a four door. It is a four door. I think it actually looks yeah. good. It's not as good as the two door Bronco. I agree with that. That's what I, that's kind of keeps bringing me back there. But like, I don't know. Just starting with like a super fun chassis and like a fun fun drivetrain seems like pretty cool. But yeah, if you have unlimited budget, then you're just you're basing it off of like you can do whatever the hell you want, right? And then just have yeah. a cool looking truck, and then have you know all the best driveline and suspension and all that kind of shit so yeah i think i'm i'm, I'm team bronco again <laughs> team bronco. Yeah. yeah it's good looking good looking car and they make some cool colors yeah they make non-metallic uh they do all those like toyota's done a good job with all those like kind of beiges and grays yeah. and stuff did you see that um that icon is working with ford and producing some special edition stuff uh, yeah. Wheels and packages. Oh wow, good for it's him. Been, he just he just like came out of stealth on it and was posting some stuff he's been working on with them. And obviously, it's very tasteful. You know, it's like steel wheel look and uh, some other things like that. So huh. um, maybe fifteen fifty two had worked with Ford on the early cars. Hmm. Yeah, remember they all had fifteen fifty two wheels. The uh, early yeah like, yeah the pre production cars. That's right. Yeah, it's good looking. I'm looking at pictures of it right now, and they make some cool grays and like blues and stuff. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a nice one. All right, that's it for questions. Um, so we got a car to review, and then I guess we'll see what else we have time for. Oh, uh, real quick, I don't know if we'll be able to hit this late, but um, what are you guys' thoughts on the new T33? Oh, dude, it's awesome. I love it. Gordon Murray Automotive. It is 1.3 million bucks, right? Yeah. Which is probably the biggest deal ever. They're gonna make a hundred total, 
And yep. I think 97 of those are going to be manual transmission. They, they they all, he said they had, yeah, they had sold three. <laughs> they spent all this time were. developing a great paddle shifter and yeah. uh, packaging it and everything, and they sold three. <laughs> yeah. three That's the trend automatics. right now. It's like, it's, I feel like it's going back to that. Yeah. I mean, just the way money money is right now and everything real estate and car values, at $1.3 million, and they're only making 100 of these. Yeah. I, I just cannot imagine this is going to no, be... No, it's a guarantee. Like, you make... The day you buy it, you make 500 grand, dude. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, it's going to be insane. Yeah. It's it's totally going to be the case because it's the best of everything, right? It's like, it's like F1. It's like, you know, it, yeah. T50 is like a different thing in terms of, you know, sheer ultimate performance, but this is like... You know, like basically the best NAV12 in a road car, the best transmission, the best brakes, best everything, right? So, um, and in driver engagement and next to the T50. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and de- and design too, right? Like it's. it's I think the design fun. is is more appealing. I mean, I love the T50, but I uh, I don't need a huge fan off the back of it, which I think does hurt the design quite a bit personally. And as much as I I love the center seat position, if I was going to really drive this car a lot, yeah. Um, you would probably be pretty happy with this setup. Um, it just it's insane. And the packaging is so rad. The rear fenders swing open to reveal luggage. Yeah, that's amazing, I mean, dude. There's like I mean, so, he always does rad rear he's fender obsessed. luggage. He's like the T fifty like has killer stuff too. Like oh, totally. That. Those open like uh gull wing yeah. doors and yeah. um there's so much to it that is just mind blowing. And I was I can't remember I think I had posted it on my stories about the car and then people were hitting me up and dms about it and i kept saying i'm like it's pretty nice to have a dream car again like that's uh, yeah. that's it i, I don't really think although there's anything. dude that's like an unrealistic dream car right oh yeah, yeah yeah but i'm just saying like when we were kids yeah. and you'd look at magazines it was all unrealistic so yeah just like true. i like f40s too right and they don't make f40s anymore so yeah it's like here it is it's gonna be the best thing going and it's the size of a cayman and it yeah, revs yeah. to eleven thousand rpms and, eleven thousand two hundred uh, i think yeah, yeah and there's no bullshit tech touch screens and uh it's like everything we love in cars just like nailed yeah. it yeah. no um, it's pretty rad dude i i think like i mean the t50 is so cool too and this way is like incredible. a couple hundred pounds more um yeah. which means that this car weighs 2400 and something pounds or something like that it's like crazy dude. right crazy like um it's pretty insane the only thing i don't like we talked about is like i don't like the roll hoop um uh, B pillar slash whatever roll hoop thing, and but I think painting it black solves that issue. And then looking at it, the more I look at it, I kind of don't like the crease that goes down the front fender that goes into the into the front end. But the headlight—it just kind of bug bugs me a little bit. Like, um, did you watch Harry's Garage with it? With I, yeah, I watched that and I watched the Carfection. And then did and you see how that that ridge goes up through the headlight? But then they have to stop it. They have to soften it because of yeah, and I think regulations that makes and it, it picks, actually not work as much. Like so. it picks back up. Yeah, it's interesting how they they could do yeah. that. I don't like the way it picks up on the bottom. Actually, like I wish it didn't go all the way to the front bumper. I wish uh-huh. it just ended in the headlight, um, because I don't like that ridge. Yeah, like when it goes below the headlight. But I don't know. It's like obviously so nitpicky, right? And then. But it's such a rag car. Like I don't. Who even cares what it looks like, really? But, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the, like that's, with everything that it offers. Totally, yeah. But it, that's subjective stuff, right? It's like that's what you feel, and yeah. like, that's one thing that you, yeah. I mean, the one. Thing I was actually blown away by how many people like hated on it when I was really? like, 
like these posts, like ugly car, another ugly fuck? Gordon Murray. Like it's pretty bland. gnarly, dude. On they kept Instagram. saying it was so bland, and I'm like, yeah, you don't get it. We don't want the fucking transformer yeah. futuristic bullshit. Dude, yeah. I, I think it's a generation. The thing, thing that stood out to me a ton was how much of the the Valilunga is in there. Like if you look up an old Detomaso Valilunga, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like you can tell that was like heavy, like so much. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Like it was the inspiration. Yeah, a lot of inspiration came from that car, right? And like, yeah, thirty three Stradale Alpha. I mean, it's like, it's it's definitely taking like sixties design. Dude, the V twelve sits. I mean, you're strapped to it. It's on your back, and then it has a shaker F one intake. Yeah, so rad. I mean, dude, it's like yeah, yeah, that's cool. He's like, yeah, it's gonna shake like a like a fuck like a you know uh, whatever the intake on a. 60s like Dodge car. or whatever muscle car. Yeah, 70s Dodge. It's independent Dodge, yeah. of the body. Like you would think yeah. that is is built into the roof, but no, it is uh, attached to the motor. Yeah. I mean, everything is so insane. Um, he said that. Um, yeah. The one of the one of the things he was talking about with like paint schemes and stuff, Lane. I don't know if you remember that part because uh, it's all carbon fiber, so you can leave the roll hoop in carbon fiber. Like no, exposed. I know you can leave it carbon, which yeah. would make the night and day difference. Like yeah, I said, yeah. like I just like that design, like bothers me a lot also because it has a black a little trim at the bottom between the door and the pillar that's black and it makes that thing kind of float um and it just it screams c6 corvette to me or c5 corvette i I can um, see that z06 to me and it just kind of like it offends me at my core so um but (laughs) yeah in black or in carbon fiber i think it would look great um Oh, yeah. it's so so good! I can't wait to see one in person. I don't know when that will be. Maybe this summer or something. So tiny too, huh? How cool! It's so tiny. Yeah. Ah, uh, it's uh, it's great. Okay, well, T thirty three. So, uh, Alpina B eight. Let's talk about it. Let's get into it. What? How should we do this? So yeah, we. I mean, let's talk about kind of, yeah, what it is, and then you know we can go into some or some comps, right? Like what's out there in this category. What is it? It so, is a 2022 BMW Alpina B8 Grand Coupe, and uh, that would basically be an 8 Series Grand Coupe BMW, right? Yep. So coupe, yeah. not coupe. So coupe, not coupe. Yeah, it's four door, yeah, four-door coupe. Four-door yeah. fastback. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it looks really good. I don't know as far as just the overall um, silhouette of it. I don't know. What do you guys think of this? Yeah, uh, overall, I'm a fan. Grand coupe design. Yeah, I think it. I think it really works here, and there's some details that actually help that. Um, there's that spoiler in the back is awesome because you have the the you know it goes it goes from that fastback slope into a flat trunk back up into it like a little ducktail swoop. So like that detail is rad. Um, overall, like I think yeah, the shape is is really nice. I, I definitely like it. Um, it's n- unlike you know the SUV alternatives, right? Which are you have your fucking name your SUV on stilts with a with a slope roof right um you know i know those are very popular but it's not my thing yeah yeah i think it's uh in in today's world i think it looks pretty decent it's yeah. like you know it's not there's not i think the the biggest props i can give it it's if it is it's not that offensive which is like saying a lot for BMW, right? These days, like it's true though. Um, I was thinking about that too with the design and how much I like it. But then I also realized that we've been 
it's kind of Stockholm syndrome that yeah, we've exactly. basically been just beaten over the head with these horrible designs that you get yeah. one that's like the M2. You're like, oh my yeah. gosh, it's so good looking. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, but I mean, it's is like, it, is it really that great looking? It's like, it's like fine look. It's like, and it, it does, this does have, it does a good job at like being sporty looking while not being, um, super awkward looking too yeah uh, yeah so i mean typical it's, BMW. Yeah, it's well done yeah well uh, yeah that there's definitely yeah the alpina spoiler like the, the front lip and all that add to that too right um yeah so uh just let me let, i'll go run down the i know my camera's gonna turn off here warren i just want to i had made a post so i'm oh, just gonna go off of my post <laughs> um, oh it's all good it's all good you yeah, were just so, off for like 20 minutes so i was just saying if you're trying to use hand movements, hand movements, gestures, yeah. So 2022 Alpina Grand could be mentioned. So it's a 4.4 liter twin turbo V8, which is the same engine that's in the M8. And there is an M8 Grand Coupe. Um, you know, it's the competition or CS or whatever the hell it is, but basically the, the same, but you know, performance version uh, on the BMW side of things. Um, I know it's confusing because it says Alpina built. Same engine that basically was in the X6 uh, M Sport that we drove a couple of years ago. It's like, that 4.4 is in everything, right? Yeah, so. twin. Yeah, the twin turbo. So, and it is yeah. uh, 612 uh, horsepower, 590 foot-pounds of torque. It's a ZF8 speed. That, that's in everything now. Uh, it's all-wheel drive, and it has rear-wheel steer, which I want to talk about a little bit. And zero to 60 around three seconds. BMW quotes three, or sorry, Alpina quotes 3.3, but everyone says it's faster. The M8 uh, alternate, or you know, um, counterpart is zero to 60 in 2.7. So, um, you know, that kind of gives you an idea of where you're at. Uh, top speed, 201 miles an hour, uh, 140K base price, but then this one has options that bump it to 148. And it's fun to see the Monroney on this car because it has like, I, I don't know how many, I, I'm going to exaggerate, but 70 options, right, that are all included because it's an Alpina. So it has like all this really, really cool shit. And then, the leather's more, uh, you know, two thousand dollars more, and the sound system is three thousand dollars more, and the fucking adaptive cruise control is like another four thousand or something, whatever it is. So um, it's just funny to see how like there's so much other stuff, and then for some reason you would think the leather package is part of Alpina luxury, like it should be in yeah. there. Right? Um, but anyways, um, you're talking RS7 territory. You know, you're talking what is it? Those AMG Panamera. GT gigantic things, uh, Panamera. Um, you're competing against something like that with this thing, um, you know, in terms of size and, you know, it's kind of a sporty four seater, you know, that that's kind of where you're at. But um, I think that uh, aesthetically, as you guys said, it's cool. Um, the It's it's refreshing to not see those stupid vertical buck teeth grills. Right. And um, it's nice to see that they kept this for this car. I wonder what's going to happen in the future. Um, interior wise. Even. Oh, sorry. Good. Well, I was just going to say the the back to the grills. So the grills are huge. They're massive. Yeah. They're very wide. And they're waterfall style. They they go up and over towards the hood line. Um, but they're shaped well and it kind of matches the profile of the car. But again, this goes back to Stockholm syndrome that it's not the buck tooth. So you're like, yeah. oh, it's it's pretty good. But really, they're huge. And Dude, we don't even talk about big BMW grills on like. You know, remember when we had the old, that X6 and we were like, oh man, look at how big the grill is. Now we yeah. wouldn't even like reference that. <laughs> I know. I don't know. The X7 was about the worst offender until the new uh, yeah. Bucktooths came along. But yeah. anyways, so it, I think it works on the car. Uh, just the overall shape and size is, is, it works, but they're still, you know, huge. It's a huge car too. Comparatively. It's big. And the, the performance figures you're throwing out are 
the fastest cars in the world, you know, in 1995 or whatever. This is right there with it, and it's a huge car. You know, it's yeah. it's crazy, and this is probably the last of its kind. Really, I think everything will kind of get to hybrid mode at least, and then an EV to match this performance. So. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's that there's something there. Um, you know, we can jump around a little bit here, but I find that those performance figures, you see them and you see the car and what you're doing with it. Is it like, does that really matter? It's like, well, the thing with this car is that it's always nice to drive regardless of the speed. So you can do that, but you don't have to, and you're still having a nice experience, right? It's fucking super comfortable. It rides beautifully. It's like, you know, you're surrounded by beautiful materials. You have a great sound system and it's seamless in every way. Right. And like, and then if you want to get like kind of rowdy, you can hit the sport button and fucking romp on it. And it's, it, it, it growls and it hauls ass. Right. So like, so wait, let's get into that because I think that's, but the, the differentiator between like this and like that Mercedes, uh, the Mercedes SUVs that we've had recently, the GLE, yeah, and is the GLE the big one? I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Um, where that thing was like compromised in so many ways because it was trying to be fast. Mm-hmm. The transmission shift too hard. The it ride was too, too often. Rough. Ride was too rough. Um, the sports, the seats were too sporty in the little Mercedes we had. Um, like for what it, for the intention, for what you would use that car for. Uh, and then this is like totally comfortable driving away from a stoplight and driving around town. It's so smooth and composed. Um, they did such a good job with that, uh, aspect of it. The suspension, like you mentioned art, um, it also has, um, I don't know what they call it. Dynamic, uh, anti-sway bars. Yeah. Adaptive? Um, adaptive, thank you. And uh, so they can decouple and for comfort, uh, and it shows. I mean, this thing rides really well for having 21-inch wheels. Um, it's so, yeah, it's really impressive. And the, the transmission is, is really good, super smooth. Yeah, so that's, um. I was reading a little bit about that because I wanted to understand the Alpina side of things, right? It's like, okay, you, you, we've known of this brand for a long time. They were, you know, a tuner, if you will, forever. And like, with with these modern cars especially what they're doing right now is is they're they're focused on the transmission tuning and ride and then also they 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 mess with the torque and delivery you know like it's different like this this the, this engine is tuned differently than the than the M8 even though it makes very similar power figures right you get torque earlier and blah blah uh but also the transmission in particular is like tuned so that it's imperceptible almost right it's like you just waft about and like you just kind of you, you know you, you yeah with very little input you're moving along and, and just you know it's not you so know, like much in, better yeah dude uh there's no jerkiness it's not like exactly it's not like one of these like these cars we've had recently it's like they want to like peel out off the line and i don't know they want to like do all this stuff and you're you're like can i just chill dude can i just yeah. like you know be fast but and just kind of like let like gently ease on the throttle and have it go, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think for sure. It doesn't sell cars to a certain demographic. Totally. To chill. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I just want to mention really quick, 590 pound feet of torque at 2000 RPM. Yeah. There you go. And so, and it's, that's where that it's totally noticeable. And it's not like we're talking CVT here, right? Where it's like, it's not you can't tell that it's shifting. You can tell it's shifting, but it's just so silky smooth. smooth. It's, so, it's so nice. Yeah. Um, and the ride quality, right? And like, 
you read uh, we still haven't driven the the m8 um you know hopefully we get a chance to have one, have one of those but you know driving the other m options out there right and what we've experienced with modern bmw sporty modern bmws it's so crashy it's so fucking stiff and bouncy and like it's again because they're trying to give you that perception of sportiness right but it's just un- it's it's annoying and this one is so plush it's it rides so nice and it's very and and not only is it comfortable, but then you can also just flip a, a couple switches and or even when you're in standard mode and throw it around a turn and it'll take it just fine. You know, it, it handles great. And like you don't you know, if you want it to be sportier, you can get there. But like the rear wheel steering is so effective that like it really shrinks the car. It's it, it rotates oh, man, very so nicely. Good. And it, I, it's very yeah. noticeable at low speeds where it, like more so than at speed because it feels like your the rear is on casters. It like it just kind of like yeah. rotates. It's really cool. Yeah. So turning ratio picked, is insane. I picked it up from art at Alice's restaurant and then I proceeded to drive down the hill and down to Santa Cruz. <laughs> But I, I went into it blind. I wanted to kind of just experience the car without knowing really what it had and how fast it was and everything. Um, and the first, like, two turns from Alice's, you, if you go down 84, it's like this amazing S, you know, some S's. And I was like, 100% this thing has rear steering and it works awesome. Usually you kind of have to, like, know that it has it. And you're like, oh, yeah, I kind of I kind of sense it. But this was the opposite. It was like, oh, yeah, I, I feel that definitely is going on. And then to read it later, I'm like, uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely it. So... So cool. I, uh, yeah, I love it. And honestly, I'm definitely the more like S class lover of the group. I would say, I mean, I know you guys appreciate a good S class, but I've always, you know, the wafting stuff. And, um, I think this car does such a good job of having that, uh, being kind of the suit and tie when you want it to be. And then it is, like you said, it's batshit crazy and super fast. Um, the minute you want that as well. So it does those things very well. Uh, the combination is rare and, uh, I definitely appreciated that. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. The, uh, so just looking at the competition too, right? Like I was, I was trying to see what modern Alpinas are doing like value wise. Cause like obviously new super car, you know, crazy big super saloons like this or sedans, they, they depreciate super fast, right? Like they tank and especially the Mercedes equivalents and, you know, Audis, but, um, they're super tech laden and, you know, they, they, they become almost like, undesirable to the demographic that buys them right because they want the latest greatest everything so but this car like they do dip but like just even looking at the b7s because that's what there wasn't an eight series before this um you know which is the seven series uh they actually are now appreciating and they're you know 10 years old like i'm seeing you know they dipped very very low like down into 40s and you know maybe even even high 30s and now you're seeing sales of 50 60 and low uh, you know even low 70s for huh. really like well kept examples so um because Are you talking about the newer newer B7 the newer B7 saying, yeah yeah not not the not, not the same generation as this one but the one before that right so uh which is the yeah. I don't know the chassis code but let's say it's a 2015 or 2014 or whatever that is right uh, right and so those cars um like this are very limited production. I believe that I read that they're only making 2000 of these B8s. So naturally huh. again you're you know you're limited limited supply and limited car and and that helps with that. So not saying it's an investment or or even that, but it's it's something, you know, to consider that it's 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 definitely more exclusive, right? And that's part of this whole thing. It's like sure a Panamera can, you know, is is likely to match it on all fronts and uh, and it has that you know, obviously the Porsche brand and it has some curb appeal, but it, this stands out, you know, it is rare to see and they come in cool colors yeah. and like, you know, all that. So I think, 
I was thinking about this in relation to other vehicles in different classes where you like the 911 is sure it it hits every target it's it's a great car it's amazing however people still buy Aston Martins over a 911 and there's a reason because it isn't a 911 right it's you're actually buying into the the style and um being different there I I used to think about that a lot with Aston Martins you know 15 years ago. I just That's the only reason you buy an Aston Martin. By right. Like I couldn't imagine buying that over an SL. You're like, why would no, you buy it? You Aston only Martin buy it because it's exclusivity and it, it has some style that you like. Exactly. But, and so they've gotten better of course, and they're, yeah. they're much closer to the competition, but still, I mean, how do you choose that over a 911 when you really boil it all down? Because you're, you're standing out. Right. And yeah. Alpina is the perfect one for that. And I've always, I'm like huge Alpina fan from back in the day and they kind of lost their way, but they're only as good as what they're given, like BMWs of recent years. Yeah. Um, but I can see this car. It's like price is not the thing that you're looking at when you buy this car. You're already in the, the echelon of 150,000, 200,000. It doesn't matter, but you want something to stand out. Um, and this is it. it. It does it really well. Um, I love the color. I really love this green. It's so funny. It's very similar to the M3 we had, but I, I love this uh, completely, and I didn't like the M3 well, this at one all. Has a lot more I know. That's so weird, dude. Yeah. Yeah. This one it's like more. less emerald for sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. It has less of the, the brightness. Yeah, and it's I a great color combo. I would probably take the blue. It's got the, the, it is so good. I, I think they call it cognac on the Monroni. Um, yeah, what is it? Marino? Marino? I forget. Interior color is great. Uh, it's like an orangey orangey tan yeah or, it's more uh, orangey or, yeah than, than brown cognac brown. merino cognac merino leather yeah and that was a option um yeah yeah so let's talk about uh dislikes yeah it's big hey, what, what stood out it's, it's a huge big car. dude big yeah. yeah it's really like i mean you don't know where you are it's wide i think it takes some getting used to it I, when i picked it up from art i then proceeded to go down one of our favorite roads without a center line and it's it's narrow and a little rough um and i had one like real pucker moment over a crest and i was on my my side like you know tire on the edge of the road and a guy was just you know cruising in his truck kind of in the middle <laughs> like full like on the brakes half a tire in the dirt and he you know cruised past but it's a big car it's wide very long um, the, the 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 hood is the thing for me is like you know because you're trying to understand where the corners are right as you're <laughs> <laughs> it's like way yeah. out there, um, dude. I don't know where the rear is or the hood or anything. Yeah, I mean, it high is, sills. It's a big high boy. Sills. Yeah, you'll. I yeah. mean, it'll, with time, you 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 figure that out. But it's definitely a big car, and it's you know, it's a thing for garages too, right? It's like okay, that takes up a lot of room in there, and and for parking sure. and maneuvering and all that. Um, although the rear wheel street steer we did mention does a great job of getting you around a, a tight parking lot, you're still yeah. dealing with you know. It, the, the, as you're saying the, the size of it all in a space and, and, and all that kind of shit so um you know the, it is a big car um i the i noticed a little bit of uh, this is a this is a, a an um what do you call it and what's the e-throttle name why am i spacing on that right now drive by oh wire. yeah it has or, a little lag throttle right? by drive, wire, drive by wire. Yeah. yeah throttle by yeah. wire um at tippin has that that yeah. annoying uh, lag you know it like does. so you have to you just know it's there and you compensate for it and you, you kind of pedal through it and then it'll pick up you know but that's like a little thing that i'm sure you can tune out uh, but maybe it's part of that 
trying to get people to not be jerky, right? They're trying to smooth, like they give, you know, the peop- they want yeah. people to kind of ease off the line without it immediately being giving you that power. Um, I I know, I, well, especially the steering wheel. It sounded like Lane didn't like the steering wheel. It is very chunky. <laughs> Dude, it is the fattest thing ever. And the steering wheel is beautiful. Beautiful, great leather, awesome stitching. It's like green on the bottom blue on the top and then when your thumbs are placed it's black and which is really cool the stitching it's really cool the leather feels beautiful it is the fattest steering wheel ever it almost is like (laughs) it like makes your hand tired having to grab this big thing it's like i can't even put i have i don't have small hands and like it's like my wrist basically is the Uh steering wheel yeah, it's it's a thick boy and uh, no paddles. Alpina opted for single buttons. Those I love that, dude. Because who cares? Yeah, but I, I don't like the buttons though. They they bother me. Like I, don't know I tried to I use them even... on my first drive. I tried to use them, and then I just left it in third, and that's all you need. Yeah, it, any, it does like... a good job. Yeah, it's like you know, but yeah. um, yeah, it's almost like don't even give me buttons. You know, like I just don't like feeling them. There. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd rather um, not have anything, but at least with buttons, you just forget. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I the steering wheel didn't bother me for some reason. It's very thick, as you said, and and you have bigger hands than I do. Yeah. And I I I don't know. I guess it it's just because of how I you know uh, the how I intend on driving the car. Maybe like I'm more relaxed and I'm not trying to grab. A, you know, I don't know. It didn't bother I'm me. so relaxed. I dude, I'm so relaxed <laughs> on the steering wheel. It's not it like you can't do it though because I have to grip on because it's so fat. It's yeah. like you you can't be relaxed. Like I like uh, I like just kind of rest. I always just rest my hands on the steering wheel and kind of sl- I'm I don't know, dude. I can't even do it because it's so <laughs> big. <laughs> That I think is, you get used to it, but yeah, it's a it's a thick steering wheel, no doubt. I, yeah, I mean, I've driven. I, this has been a problem for me with BMW since like E90s. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. not. This is not a get new you in, like thing. the Formula One um, hand Mold, strength. Where you mold it with your hand onto it, dude. So, I don't. I'm no. I don't think my hands are very weak, actually. But uh, Lane, no, so I, you're I'm, telling a different story right now. I'm pretty sure that they actually um they they overstuff these though. They're, they're the the Alpina steering wheel is thicker than the standard M8 because. Um, yeah, this is one of the things, but that I'm just did. saying BMW is, it's been an issue for a while for, yeah. for me. Yeah. At least. And this like, is even thicker. I like a Porsche size steering wheel where they're actually pretty thin. Mm. By the way, a uh, shout out to the T33. Uh, look at that steering wheel. It's so pretty. Yeah. So and thin nice. by the way. Yeah, exactly. It's thin and it's a four spoke wheel. It looks so good. Um, yeah. okay. My, my big gripe and I, I don't want to harp on this too bad or bemoan it because I think you would get used to it and art tap touched on it when he was replying on my Instagram post, but, um, the center shifter and, and all those buttons are poorly designed. And uh, I'll tell you they're, why. they're haptic, haptic feedback too. They're gross. They're all black piano, yeah. uh, and very small letters. And I know they're shortcuts, but there's better ways to do that. I mean, a few differentiators, maybe in the buttons, maybe one's like a toggle, maybe one, you know, Something like that. And the crystal shifter, I, it's cool. It thing. looks okay, but it's kind of sucks. It's not ergonomic. It's, the park it's button is placed terribly. Um, there's a bunch of stuff in that whole area, and I know you would get used to it for sure, but it is not well designed. It's cheap, and uh, I don't think they did a good job with that. So that's annoying. Um, and I had a, a couple issues with it. Like, uh, 
I don't know if it just was in a weird mode, but it kept turning the heat seater on, seat heater heat seater uh, on, even though I would turn it off after I left the car. It would come back really? on um, multiple times, and then I went to our buddy Tom GTO Tom to show him the car. That's a whole other story, but <laughs> apparently he's on Jay Leno's garage to do these like guess the car without looking at it and you go and touch the car and so he proceeded to play this game with his eyes closed as he's like what you know ray charles all over the car touching the headlight the grill like asking you know questions about it and stuff um and his driveway is kind of weird he lives on a really steep hill and the driveway kind of comes in at an angle and i had the car parked in his driveway but one wheel was like compressed completely and the other corner was like a, a truck you know what i mean like the car was off kilter it was off and everything it was there for like 20 minutes i backed the car out and i got a warning chassis malfunction as i'm driving away and i'm like oh crap and i thought "Eh, probably because it was all tweaked so i pulled over turned the car off and on um went tried to clear it It kept asking if i wanted to clear i said yeah the third time i restarted the car after lunch it went away Hmm. so something in that parking i think it probably just one of the shocks was like too far extended or i don't know or the sway bar right uh maybe or maybe the sway bar was too tweaked or something but it wasn't that bad it wasn't like oh my gosh what are you doing to this car i mean he parks his cars in there all the time right he's got an s-class and a range rover and there's yeah they're fine but um anyways so that was one weird thing um i don't really have many other gripes about it it's uh yeah it's it's pretty fantastic um i don't know oh frame uh no frame on that (laughs) rear door quarter window which they better have those things on a shelf at the dealership because that is gonna break so often it's crazy right yeah like if you put the window down you just have this weird triangle of glass on the door without a frame and it's also one of those um soft closed doors that sucks the window up at for vacuum well right? that's and because it's frameless too they, it has to tuck and then go back in i know the, but this doesn't tuck it just slams against the seal right it it doesn't tuck that quarter window just is is stationary that's oh, my the point. quarter one yeah. yeah the the regular window goes up and down when you close and open the door but this one doesn't anyways yeah. i just think that's one of those things that like if you yeah that's a, a very interesting choice that's all yeah, it, it is it is funky because it feels fragile, right? Like you go to grab the door. Very. And uh, yeah. Did, did you sit in the back? Uh, no, actually, I didn't. You did, though. Yeah, it's it's it real, looks big. It's, it's cool. It's um, I can see how it's like getting out of it is, is, you know, it requires getting the grabbing onto a handle to get out because you you sink in backwards. Right. Like you you kind of fall into it. If that makes sense. Like the, the seat is mm-hmm. sunken in towards the rear of the car. And so. Um, you have like space. Um, I have okay headroom, you know, I'm not very tall, but I can see taller people having an issue cause it is, you know, that it does have that roof line. Uh, but you're way back there. It's, it's cool. I had plenty of leg room and you know, you're slotted in there too. Like, you know, it's only a four seater back there. So you have a kind of a console in the middle where you can control shit too. So, um, but yeah, it, it's a cool design. I actually like it. Yeah. It looks like it has tons of leg room. Yeah. And the trunk is huge. And massive and seats, for its shape. The rear seats fold down, so um, you can that's right. throw a bunch of shit in there, yeah. like you know, carry your plywood and things of that nature. Yeah, as you would. absolutely that's nice. skis, go skiing. Um, it is all wheel drive as well, um, and I can't really imagine many cars being worse for maintenance down the road. This is like, yeah. I guess if it had a mild hybrid system in addition to all this stuff, it'd be 
or like that XC90 like that was mentioned earlier, which are supercharged, turbocharged, and mild hybrid. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Or yeah. the RS7s, I think, have a 48 volt system uh, as well, or maybe it's just the S7. I can't remember, but uh, yeah, they do. And then a lot of like, and then new Mercedes are getting. I mean, everything's going to have that soon. Though. Yeah. So, anyways, that yeah. it's but engine bay wise, there's not a inch to spare. Uh, it's got a lot going on tech wise and everything stereo is good it's not as good as that uh it's not that it didn't do anything for me yeah it was a little tinny compared to the burmeister in ali's s550 hybrid yeah this that is a was, bowers and wilkins yeah bowers and wilkins i wrote it wrong on my instagram I, I edited that but uh yeah it's it's not as good and i didn't go into actual settings to adjust any treble stuff but uh it didn't wow me as much as that mercedes so dude the anyways. The sound system in the RDX was amazing. Remember that one? Uh, what, what yeah, sounds? that yeah. one was really good. What was that? For the price, it was really good. I can't. I don't, I don't remember. Know. I'm not sure actually. The yeah, this Jaguar one didn't really do either. anything. I mean, it looks cool. It has the cool, you know, the trendy like the speaker covers are all kind of yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, oh, one thing. The uh, do you guys know how to the sunshade for the sunroof? How to do it or where the sunroof control it's, is? It's the same button you use on the roof. You just hit it. It's on the roof? Yeah. Okay, so I couldn't see the sunroof things on the roof. Like, oh, yeah. I couldn't see the, what was up there. It's just a standard BMW. They've used that same switch for a while. It's so it's a- all shiny black plastic, so uh-huh. it reflected really bad. And you do sit pretty high in this car, even when it's low. Um, and it's really hard to... Like, it's not cantered towards you, those buttons, at all. And I couldn't, I, I just couldn't even see what any of the buttons were. Huh. Yeah. Again, like, if they think, were lights or, you know, what, what was happening. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's because it at little... one point I wanted to lighten up the interior a little bit. You know, I wanted to like let some light in there because it does have a small greenhouse kind of. Yeah. Um, and I just couldn't figure it out, basically. <laughs> Yeah, that's a. I was gonna I, like start randomly pressing buttons. But, you should have you know. setting off alarms and stuff, calling OnStar for yeah. your BMW. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think um, it's a tall guy thing again, dude. Like, cause I, I, if you're low, enough, it's because it's right there, right? It's right on um, your 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 head was right up against it, basically, so you can't see underneath. Yeah. Um, yeah. It also has power shades for the rear window and. Uh, yeah. Rear so no option windows. to do it manually. You have to do it through there. Yeah. Which is, I guess, yep. a modern car thing, right? I remember that my X one too was a. Um, there's a mode. Uh, sorry, there's a mode for like meditation or something they call oh, it, sick. and it puts all the shades up and then turns on like this subtle, like chill music. Yeah, once you put <laughs> you to sleep. Um, so Warren, I, so. I think that's a memory setting on the heated seat because w- now they think about when I got in it this morning oh. to give my daughter a ride to school, it was on one as well. So it might be, but it was um, weird. It didn't do it all the time, but it did it multiple times. It was like random, and I'm like, what the huh. heck? This thing has like a mind of its own. So yeah, and then the heated steering wheel works really well. It's it's interesting that it's the heated steering wheel is on the front. Usually yeah. in cars I've been in, they hide it behind the center spoke, but um, right, right. it's like right there, very prevalent. And then yeah. um, I did notice, I don't know, it, it, um, I don't know, it schooled really good. It just brought my kids to school. It brought my daughter to school really well, which is nice. Like, that's I, great. You know, like, I think that, uh, I think that's a good test of a car like this. It just needs to be able to do car things, you know? 
I think it's a great all-rounder. I know it's expensive, but I would put it up against any car. You know, I really would. And Tom said, oh, well, you know, for that price, I would I would buy an S5 580 or whatever the new one is. And I said, yeah, but this thing will run circles around that S-Class. I mean, it's a totally different idea. It'll do more of our uh, needs better than an S-Class probably Because will. it can be fun if you need it to be. Exactly, exactly. It could, yeah, it could like really. And it rides well, and it's not, it's not too uh, sporty in nature, and it doesn't look like a boy racer car, yet it yeah. can do it all. I mean, I don't know. It's a, it's a really great car. So That's, I'm uh, I'm stoked we got to pretty, check it out. Pretty pretty Here. good. Is this three thumbs up from uh Cisco I think it's three and... thumbs up. <laughs> and I would I would love to uh put back to back with the regular uh M eight. Yeah. Or an M eight Grand Coupe. I would love to see the differences there. I'd love to put it up against a Panamera, which I think is probably the other one that I would be in heavy, you know, contention with. Yeah, so we have access to uh to the GT, that gigantic thing. Uh that's like Basically, you know, I guess it's it's a Mercedes's version of this, right? It's got it's that Grand Coupe profile, right? Oh yeah. Um, I'd and take that. yeah, well, I didn't book it, but we we sh- I guess you know, especially after driving I think, this, I think it's it's worth checking out. Yeah, I think there's a lot of a lot of AMG that wants to be muscle car guys. I think they just really love the the loud experience. They they really pride themselves on that. And I'm not saying that it isn't a great car, but. Uh, the al- difference with this, the Alpina, is that they kind of filter some of that out. And Dude, that's more- the best part about this car. Is that's that, what I'm that, saying. It's that like- stuff is filtered out. It's like, what what are you buying this car for? It's like to do, be a good car and be a lux- luxurious thing that can also kick ass. And yeah, yeah, unless it can, unless it you hit comfort mode and that AMG just goes full soft everything, they can't do yeah. it though because it has the low profile, huge wheels and. Uh, and the can't. interiors, like on this, is way nicer than like an E class. Yeah. Um, and less going on, and just nicer, you know, like just nicer materials and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that I think that's an Alpina thing as well, you know. And it's this is a hundred and forty thousand dollar car. It's not. Yeah. You know, yeah exactly. So comparing it to an E fifty <laughs> or E sixty three is a little like, you know, yeah, it's got to be it's got to be nice, right? Yeah. But um, Are, yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, it's pretty good. Art, do you want to give a preview of what we'll be talking about next week? Hopefully oh, actually, probably. before we move on, one oh, yeah. thing, dude, the center console, like, can we, do we have to have them this wide? It's just a new car thing, but, like, just give me a little more, like, hangout room. Oh, it's too wide. <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, yeah. it doesn't need to be, you know? Like, well, Maybe it does, though. What's, under, what's underneath there? That's a big transmission, right? Yeah, it doesn't need to be that big, dude. <laughs> I just want a regular shifter. My 2004 Mercedes has yeah. a very easy to operate automatic shifter. It's got a nice rubbery detent to it. Yeah. Uh, I know what I'm doing every single time I move the shifter. This stupid crystal thing, it's not even ergonomic. The park button, I mean, you had to like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, it's so stupid. It doesn't fall to hand, right? You're supposed no. to. You have when to you have do the, the nails, when you do a three point turn, you have to really think about it. And oh, it's for long nails, art. Yeah, it's like you know, you you hold it like this with your fancy long like curly or maybe nails. Just like hold it like that. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> the, those it's just modern shifters. The modern automatic shifters are so frustrating, right? Because you have to like you have to click multiple times. It's like, am I parked? Am I in reverse? Yeah. Am I in neutral? Like, and then it's just yeah, a, I know. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, Anyways, preview. 
Did we say this thing is fucking fast? I think it's obvious. <laughs> yes. The Alpina? Yeah. It's so fast. It's so I had a awesome. few times where I was, uh, I had to cross like three lanes of traffic on the highway and it was, it was clear, but I had to like put the car, you know, up ahead of two cars. It does it so easily. Yeah. yeah it is effortless. insane. Just gone. And, uh, one guy was behind, like I kind of passed him to make this exit and he exited with me. And in the rear view, I could see him. He was just like laughing how crazy that thing can do it. Nice. Um, so speaking of fast ish, uh, so I have the <laughs> Audi RS two, <laughs> yeah, relative, right? What? Only 315 what horsepower, whatever this thing has. Um, so the Audi RS two Porsche collab, you know, this is the little wagon Audi wagon that we didn't get. Um, what year is our it? Buddy Gen loaned this to us. It's a 1994. Uh, we have it for a little bit of time here. We're going to do a full review of the car. Uh, it's getting new tires installed tomorrow morning. So, We'll get a proper go at it. But, you know, just ripping around a little bit, like uh, first impressions are it's very small, which is a nice thing. Uh, yeah. It's it's a really tiny car, you know, by modern standards, uh, but it has good rear headroom. Lane, you're going to love it. Um, it's actually pretty comfortable for two adult, full, like tall adults in the back because it's got, you know, if you look at it, it's got kind of a boxy shape, right? It's got that tall kind of canopy vibe. Um, and uh, it's practical, right? I mean, it's it's a, it's a wagon. Uh, very it's kind of crazy how this small car probably has like the same interior room as that Alpina, um, but it's like three quarters size. You I know? know, dude. It's crazy. Yeah, there's it's there. Everything is closer to the outside skin of the car, right? Like the, the yeah, the, yeah. Door panels are thinner. Dashboard is thinner. Like everything. It's just like my E36. I got in it, and I'm like, this is like roomier than that Alpina was for the driver, you know. And uh, it's such a small car these days, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, so the the transmission shifts nice. It's it's a nice shifter. Uh, it's nice and notchy. And um, first gear is extremely short, and it has a ton of turbo lag. So like, you have no power um, below like thirty five hundred RPM, and then it just fucking rips to redline. Um, it, it's very classic, you know, turbo lag of the era. Um, but under that it's tractable around town it feels like our old 4000 quattro's lane like that's uh. that's kind of because you know you have 150 120 horsepower whatever that is down there right and you're just moving about town yeah. like it's fine it gets you around traffic easily you know and but if you want to haul ass you definitely have to you know you have to get up into the revs um it sounds amazing you know it's got the the, the awesome uh, inline five turbo so it's got that I was trying to describe it to myself. Like, I'm like, how the hell do I describe this sound? Because it's not a howl yeah. and it's not a shriek. It's not a whine. It's a hum, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like a hum. And it's a like of this sort of higher pitched hum. Um, and it's so cool. It's very distinctive. You know, all these cars had it. And um, and it's just fun also because it has the fun blow off valve noises, right? Uh, it's got the... Um, so it's it's got that rally-esque vibe, but... Uh, while feeling like you know like a pretty kind of low-key car right it's pretty understated you wouldn't really know what this is unless you're into these things uh, it's got fantastic brakes uh, it's got uh, i think these are i think there were 964 turbo brakes i can't remember i would have to i have to look it up i, I believe so right. yeah because yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, they put a lot of um, there's so it's got 964 or 968 mirrors uh it's got like 964 front bumper lights um i don't know what else came from porsche but uh, besides the tuning and, you know, and all that and the development. Um, but, you know, first impressions, again, it's it was it's on shitty all seasons that are very worn out. We're about to put some good summer rubber on it. So, you know, 
but first impressions, even with that, uh, it's definitely less understeery than I expected. Uh, it feels closer to like an RS4 um, from the, in terms of the chassis balance. Uh, it, it reminds me a lot of like a smaller RS4. And I've driven B5 S4, B6 S4, B7 S4, B7 RS4, and then I've also driven a B8 S4. And the, the, other, the, other, the other cars are definitely more understeery than this. So that's a good thing. Um, it feels kind of like um, like a like a nice front wheel drive car, right? A car a front wheel drive car that handles well. So you do lift off oversteer, you know, you get on throttle and rip out of corners, and the Quattro works amazing. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to try it on proper rubber, and then we can talk about all the other details. Do you know what it weighs? Uh, no, I don't. I didn't look. Huh. I'm curious. Are you? It you, seems like it would be really light for what it. You know, I mean, it's not going to be light. Yeah, I'm guessing like 33, 3,400 pounds, maybe something like that. Yeah, that's which, what it feels like, uh, especially for Quattro and all that. Uh, yeah. I, I also I did want to mention that you know this is I guess something we can discuss more in detail next time. But in terms of design and everything, um, this car needs a good color, like a bright color because it's so boring otherwise. Right. Like in, like these came in yeah. Nogaro blue, which looks amazing on this car. Um, and this is, we'll have one at Amelia, by the way. Yeah. We'll have one. I mean, we've had one at uh PNW as well. Radwood PNW, that Nogaro blue one. And they made one in teal. What's up lane. Um, nice. I think it was, might even be Wimbledon. I'm not sure. Um, but, um, it's a great color for this car, I think. Like uh, the this one is a pretty color. It's you know I love dark metallic blues, but I don't. Not a it's too fan. dark it's, too. Yeah. It's like almost black. Like you, yeah. a lot of people don't even know it's blue. When they you have see to it. get yeah, you have to get light on it. Yeah, and I think it's it's personally I would rather have a brighter color on this car um, because it's yeah. just so simple. It's like pretty understated. I feel you. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, I, I'm stoked to drive it next week yeah i'm excited to next hear week. um lane's feedback on the carbon fiber trim oh <laughs> uh, is it fake or something no this is real it's just pure it's just uh, early uh, 90s carbon fiber trim on yeah yeah uh, it's all wavy and stuff yeah yeah it's actually pretty uh, cool looking cool. like it has blue thread inch. like blue thread in it or something or blue uh, that's, kevlar yeah, yeah. Or, i don't know what inch that is. thick of yeah. uh, resin on it it would be kevlar with yeah yeah probably. all right let's do some trivia shall we let's do it Art, give me a give me a trivia song. Ooh, a song, on, guys. Any song? I mean, yeah, you know. <laughs> How about do 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 do? It's trivia time, folks. All right. Um, <laughs> this uh, this story comes to you from Germany, and uh, as we all know, they have very strict uh, inspection policies for used vehicles. Registration and whatnot through the TUV or TUV. Um, I'd like to see how they do that. I haven't, I haven't ever watched a video or anything, but uh, I know it gets very technical. Um, anyhow, uh, there's a new list of kind of recent used cars. I think they're talking about three years old. Um, what is the least, uh, I guess you would say, the worst condition used car out there? What was at the bottom of the list? What brand? And I will say it is a brand that we get here in the States as well. Nissan. Lane is in with Nissan. Art? Um, Mitsubishi. Ah, 
Mitsubishi. That's kind of where I, my mind was going. No, that would be Tesla. Oh, folks. Yeah, of course. The Tesla. <laughs> Should have known, dude. <laughs> 10% of their 10.7% of the model uh, showed up for testing with a defect of some sort. It was not only the worst EV. Uh, so, <laughs> dude, the Model S placed third to last out of all cars, but 10.7% uh, of that model was defective in some way which they're talking about the suspension wishbones um, having issues, which is kind of sketchy. That's not good. Um, fog lights, low beams, all right. That's kind of stuff I would expect. But uh, these are kind of quality things that come up. And uh, talking about, like, bolts being missing from the factory, things like that. So, um, sounds fun. Uh, recently, a... Uh, Bugatti made the news. Did you guys see that story? No. Uh, no. A guy out of, uh, I believe he was from Amsterdam or maybe Belgium, somewhere, uh, went to the Autobahn. And what did he get in trouble for doing? Uh, High-speed run? <laughs> what, what is the number we're asking? Yeah. No, no, that that is the question. That's the answer. But I was kind of just hoping I would fool you because that would be too obvious. Uh, he recorded himself driving down the Autobahn. At a recorded speed of 255. Art? Um, 240. Dude, Lane wins 259 miles an hour. Whoa. Sustained. In a Sharon or something? (laughs) Sharon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's awesome. The, Holy crap. He, and he took he got like GoPros all over the thing, like in, in car camera. Yeah. The in car video is staggering. Uh, I mean, cars that are going 60, 70, 80 miles an hour down the road or faster, it's a, it's an unrestricted Autobahn, are completely standing still and it is looks so sketchy. So uh he's in trouble, I guess, because um this is not how the Autobahn works. I know it's unrestricted, because, but yeah, but how can he really I mean it's supposed to be like you drive at a safe pace, right? Exactly. Like, like, but who's to say what? I mean, how is that judged, right? Like, someone was saying that uh, the fact that it took place at dusk was reason enough that you're not supposed to drive that fast. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true, but I imagine, you, yeah, it's up to them, right? Yeah, so the, but at the, the same time, I, I guess. Well, because hmm, lane, or if you're saying it's, you can make an argument for safety, right? Like it's like there's less cars on the road. Um, so maybe there's an angle there, but yeah, that's, yeah, that's crazy though, man. I can't, I can't imagine like, you know, I, if you've been on like the bullet train in Japan, you're going, you know, 180 or something or whatever it is. And that is crazy fast. Like when you look out the window and shit flying by, it's like, you know, exactly. Um, yeah, that's it, 200 it's staggering. And, and the guys they're wearing, you know, regular clothes, not helmets or anything. And they're just out for a drive and the car does it without any special equipment or anything. It's unbelievable. So you can yeah. find that pretty easily. It's out there. Um, and then uh, did you guys hear that Michelin's coming out with the Pilot Sport 5? Whoa. No. Yeah. How is that um, possible? guess what? 15-inch Fif- <laughs> sizes. Yes. Really? No, of course not. Oh, you Come bastard. Oh, you bastard. 17-inch <laughs> <laughs> uh, is the smallest. At so. least they're keeping 17s. Yeah, I know, right? But uh, yeah, Pilot Sport Five. There you go, Warren. Out. There's your E36 M3 size. Yeah, seventeen. Yep. Yeah, that's the, okay. 
that's that's a a reason to get one no i'm just kidding um let's get this dude let's get this it's so funny i was thinking about this the other day because like with this audi right with this with this rs2 like it's on shitty modern all seasons right and i'm thinking like were the are these tires as good as the performance tires that this car came with in yeah. period right and because like yeah, tire probably, technology has probably. evolved so much right and like and also i'm thinking be about better this ps5 right it's like okay like the entire, I mean, there, it just keeps getting better, right? Like, you know, I remember when I first drove on the RT6, like, or the RT215 as any's, right? Like, they came out 15, 20 years ago. Like, I remember thinking yeah. that had so much grip, right? <laughs> like, lateral grip. And, like, now, you know, uh, the Pilot Super Sport, and forget PS4 or PS4S, was, you know, significantly better, right, than even that. And, you know, it's it's amazing i guess it's it, they're just gonna continue excelling at that well-roundedness right where it's like you get the traction but you get the longevity and you get the wet you know performance and all that kind of shit so you it's yeah they're so magical well, yeah i says, did i did hear gordon murray call out that the t33 uses a ps4s's and how good of a tire they are and that's right you know yeah a normal he was like you know these are normal tires you don't have yeah. to have some specialized tire when yeah you, when you need tires um this is saying that the tuve also tested these pilot sport fives and it beat out the bridgestone potenza sports continental premium contact six goodyear eagle f1 asymmetric fives and pearly p04s in terms of longevity wet weather braking <coughs> wet weather handling and dry braking on a new golf r nice. so there you go the the king is still the king or is, is is this the, it's the, it has, it was begot or what is it? <laughs> this begat, the, the king begat the, the sport five. So this is the prince. I don't know what I'm uh, saying. Okay. Anymore. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I don't know. I just want a podcast of just these, these types of stories. <laughs> with All right. That, that's a podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. All right. Later. See ya.